Have you been commiserating yourself for not getting what you wanted in life and blaming this or that? Do you or someone you know and care for have a disability that lets you think that you cannot achieve anything in life? Join me after the intro for a conversation with an amazing woman who didn't just survive disabilities, but embraced them to thrive in life. Stay tuned. Do you feel stuck in your life? Do you feel unhappy but not completely sure what that is? Do you hold a grudge towards someone for something they did which affects you and the way you live your life? Have you ever told someone, I forgive you, but in reality you were not completely over what happened? Why is it so difficult to truly forgive? How do we forgive? And can anything and anyone be forgiven? Hi, my name is Rosanna D, and I'm the host of the Forgiven Tribe Show. This is a safe and not judgmental place for sharing opinions and challenging experiences where the practice of forgiveness helped individuals to get unstuck and create a much more fulfilling life than they had before. Join me in this exciting journey to unveil how you too can have the life you deserve. Simply click the subscribe button below to receive notification about future episodes. Welcome to the Forgiven Tribe Show. In today's episode, we talk about thriving and more specifically about thriving no matter what, no matter what disability you have to deal with. And we do it in a conversation with Dominic Jones, who is joining us from California. Dominique is an entrepreneur, host of the Don't Get the Disability Fool You podcast, uh, a website designer, a copy editor, an author of two books. Uh, the first is, uh, I believe, uh, Hashtag Damaged But Not Dead. And uh, um, the next one is uh, Self Talk, but you can eavesdrop too. As an entrepreneur, she created two businesses, uh, a clothing line called Salve, which promotes her message, don't get the disability for you, and a second business called Working by Design for customized medical accessories like walkers, crutches, braces, and canes. Hi, Dominic. Welcome to the Forgiven Drive Show, and thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you so much. I definitely appreciate the opportunity. No, it's, uh, it's my pleasure. Um, Dominic, I really like uh, to start my conversations uh, knowing a little bit more about the person I have in front of me. Um, <laughs> so can we start with you? So we are all uh, on the same wavelength. We understand uh, who you are and what you do and uh, essentially why, uh, you know, yeah. you're here today. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so uh, my name is Dominique. I um, am 32. No, I'm 33, actually. My birthday was April 30th, so I'm, I got to get used to the, the number change. Um, yeah, so at nine years old, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and um, that left me with being deaf in my right ear. My right side uh, stopped growing, um, and I had permanent nerve damage, couldn't feel anything, so... Um, they had me do emergency um, brain surgery. So that left me at nine. 
Um, it grew back when I turned 14 and um, I had another brain surgery and they couldn't get everything out because it was on my neck spine. So they got, you know, what they could. Um, so at 14, I had my second brain surgery. Then it grew back two years later. So the day after my 16th birthday, I started radiation because you can't do chemotherapy. I mean, you can't do um, surgery twice in the same spot. It's illegal. So um, next step was radiation. So did radiation um, five days a week for five weeks. Um, and I'm grateful that it was during the summer because I didn't have to miss school at that time. So um, yeah, had the radiation. Then um, at 22, my tumor grew back again and you can't do surgery twice. You can't do radiation twice. Um, so the last resort was chemotherapy. So I did chemotherapy the very first year. They wanted to try it out and see. Because my brain tumor is not cancerous, they weren't sure if it would work or not. Um, but they had to treat me as if I was a cancer patient. So um, had the first year the very first year I started chemotherapy, I did um, the injection and the pills. So I was jacked up. <laughs> I was so tired. I was sick all the time. Um, everything tasted like metal. It was just, I, I had to quit working. I had to um, quit school. I couldn't drive because I was doing chemo every two weeks. So it, it was just, it was a tough experience. Um, after that first year, they tried it out and they saw that it was working. So they were like, all right, let's continue it on. So the continuation was ended at year six. So I did six years of chemo, 187 chemo treatments total. Wow. Um, and uh, at, that, at that year six, what made, what made them stop is because then that's when they started seeing um, a change with my kidneys. So they were like, well, we don't see, we don't see your tumor growing. We don't see anything growing. There is no change. So let's stop it and just see, you know, how it goes. So that was four years ago and I haven't done chemo yet. I'm very grateful for that. Um, I do still have to monitor my tumor. So Every six months I do MRIs. I have a neurologist um, just to check to see, you know, if everything is flowing because I have permanent nerve damage, because I have muscle weakness. They want to make sure that if that increases or decreases, you know, just a typical check-in. So um, yeah, it kind of left me with uh, a lot of extra extracurricular things that I have to do compared to the average person. But um, yeah, I'm grateful. I'm still here. So I'm still uh, smiling. Wow. Uh, I mean, I, I wish that people could just see your face. Uh, it's uh, um, radiant is, uh, is so bright and uh, you're you. smi smiling all the time. I mean, the only thing I cannot see you having a disability and I cannot imagine you 
having gone uh, through all these challenges in your life? I mean, uh, I can only see your bright smile and your bright <laughs> eyes. So uh, it, it's, it, you. you are a truly inspiration uh, for, for everybody, certainly for me. Um, Dominic, what did you learn from all these challenges? Yeah, like, so, you know, going through it, I kind of, I was so used to it. I've been doing it since I was nine, I'm 33. So it became like a lifestyle. And when I say that, um, it became to me, if you compare the average person of what they do every day compared to what I do, it's almost like brushing your teeth. You just got to do it. So that's what I looked at um, as when I was going through my challenges. So um, I, I didn't feel, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, what it felt like to, to have that, like, are you okay? Are you sad? Or I didn't know. Cause I'm like, well, I got to do it. So let's just knock it out. So when I was able to, um, when I became older and I was able to come to the realization, like, man, you've been through like a lot. Um, what can you learn from it? Um, I just kind of realized that one, there is a reason why I was able to overcome everything and still be here. Um, because that's, that's abnormal from one condition. Some people pass away. Um, and I've been through almost everything and I'm still here. So there's a purpose. Um, and two, I just came to realize that my story, um, is for someone else. Like if, if I was able to go through it and I'm able to talk about it and you see me in person and I'm able to tell you like, this is what I've been through, but look at me now. Um, it's an encouraging, it's an encouraging moment to someone that's dealing with something similar to me or just dealing with anything to let them know that, you know, you can overcome an obstacle. You can overcome, it's not the end of the world. Absolutely. Uh, I, I love absolutely this uh, mindset that, uh, that you have and, and the fact that you are using uh, your, your story, your challenges, everything you went through, uh, not just uh, for yourself, uh, you know, to go forward, say, I got to this point, certainly I can go yeah. much further, but right. you're using for, uh, for others to help others. And, uh, and that's really, uh, um, you know, fantastic. It's, it's awesome. Uh, you're uh, an incredible, incredible, inspiring lady. Um, Thank you. So in all this, I mean, you have been uh, struggling, you said, uh, from age nine to yes. basically uh, until four years ago, you were still doing chemo. Yes. Uh, in all this, you managed to become uh, a published author with two books. Um, you are a website designer. You are a copy editor. Uh, you have two businesses uh, and not trivial ones, but, uh, you know, quite extraordinary ones. How did you find uh, the energy, the, the passion, the, uh, you know, the, the, the commitment, the energy uh, to concentrate on this thing? Because um, my, my father had, uh, had cancer and had to go through mm -hmm. uh, chemo. And uh, um, so I, I could see on him and uh, on his body how yeah. uh, tiring uh, going through that process was. So where did you find the energy to actually create so much and, and do so much? 
Yeah, okay, so, well, it, I didn't have it at first. I didn't have this mindset that I did, that I do now, um, as far as um, being able to still do things, right? So, um, after chemo, I, I felt like, you know, I couldn't do anything, so, because I had to shut everything down. So, um, it was my mom, it was um, my friends around me, um, they just kind of pushed me and my grandfather. My grandfather was the one that told me I should write a book about my story. And I was like, nobody wants to hear what I need, what I'm talking about. They already know, they see me. And um, he was like, no, you need to, you know, go in depth about, you know, your story because people need to know what you've been through. And um, that took about seven years for me to actually write it, to even start the first page. So with him, with his encouragement, with um, my parents' encouragement, with my friends that are close to me, they saw something in me that I didn't see, that I kind of like um, overlooked. Um, and they were the ones that, that pushed me into, okay, yeah, you do have limitations. Okay, you do have certain things that you can't do, but there are things that you can do and that's what we're gonna focus on, what you can do. So that's where like the books um, came from. That's where my businesses came from because they all came from me. Everything that I do is a part of my disability, my story. I totally love that. Uh, it, it's a way to, to embrace basically what happened to you rather than uh, say, okay, uh, I, I'm victim uh, of yes. my own story. So you, you took that as a, a, a strength rather than, uh, than a disability. And in fact, Definitely. talking about that, um, should we just change uh, the, the world altogether instead of talking about disability, uh, talking about different ability? Oh yeah, definitely so. Um, the, the thing is though, with, with me, I don't really see um, anything that I can't do. I just see it, I can't do it the way that you do it. But that don't mean that I can't do it at all. I'm, you may do it in five minutes, I may do it in 15, but it's done, right? That's, that's how I see it. So um, I think with, with me, a lot of people look at me like, are, like, do you have, like, are you sure you've been through all this stuff? Because the way I, the way I carry myself, I carry myself in a way as if there is no limitation. There is no, I can't do it. Um, it, it can't be done, but I have to do it my own way. And I can't look at, and I can't compare um, how everybody does things compared to how I do it. So I just kind of look at it, I kind of look at my life like that as far as um, the, the abilities of what I do and what I can accomplish. Um, during the pandemic is literally when everything that I've done come about. Right. Literally during that, during the pandemic. And 
to the natural eye, you know, going to, we all went through the pandemic, everybody. So we all knew how detrimental it was, but to some, they didn't accomplish anything. They just saw it as like a loss. But for me, I'm like, I'm used to being in the house. I'm used to being, I'm used to being the person that can't do. I'm used to being the one that can't, that can't go out, that can't drive. I'm, I'm used to, so this is my, this is my world. Welcome to my world. So now I'm about to show you what I do inside my world. Wow. This is what I call mindset. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's an incredible one, an incredible one. So uh, let's talk about it. Um, what sort of mindset did you have growing up? Um, I suppose as a child, it wasn't that easy, obviously, to deal with all these challenges. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, when did you start uh, becoming so, so strong? Yeah, so it, it, I have to give so much credit to my mom. Um, she was the one that really um, ignited that flame and planted, I say planted that flame, um, as far as being confident and having, you know, that, that strong mindset, the unwavering mindset, because although, you know, I've been through my challenges, she still raised me as a normal kid. I still... Um, I was in jazz tap. I was in ballet. I was in I was in Girl Scouts for seven years. I was um, I, well, I played two weeks of softball, but that ain't that that I don't I don't like outdoor I don't like outdoor activities anyway. Um, I was in piano. I was in recitals. I was in so so she um she raised me in the normal life, but just my way. Right. So she didn't separate my disability from the from the regular world. Um, she taught me how to drive. She taught me she taught me how to drive at 13 because she's like, you need to be independent. I don't want you to rely on anybody. I don't want you to have to rely on someone to get things done. So she was the one that taught me um, the independence and the unreliability on having to depend on people all the time, um, just finding things your way. That's a, a absolutely a beautiful uh, concept. I mean, uh, uh, again, it goes back to uh, embracing what's going on uh, in your life and, and rather than adapting, uh, you know, your, uh, um, to your, you know, your, um, how shall I say, your life uh, to yourself is 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 the other yeah. way. You know, you you have uh, situations in in your life, and you say, okay, this is my life. I just go ahead and I just decide uh, that I want to do this. I don't want to right. be limited by uh, my situation. I go ahead, but obviously, I need to find a way to do it in the way. Yeah, you gotta adjust. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely beautiful. And I think this is also a very strong message for all the parents out, out there with, uh, uh, you know, children uh, that perhaps have, um, you know, different abilities uh, that, than others, because um, I don't have children myself, but I, I would assume that as a parent, it's, it's very difficult to, uh, to see mm -hmm. a child in, uh, you know, having difficulty. Right. You know, you yeah. want 
you want to protect them right yeah all the time right exactly yeah. but then in doing that perhaps you um you don't help them uh, really yeah in, in the long in the long run so uh really admirable uh, your mom for being so strong and so dedicated uh to make you uh, an independent woman uh, as you are today so that that's uh, that's fantastic so keep going uh, on this uh, mindset uh what sort of uh, um, qualities you know people have to uh, develop and cultivate uh, with time to embrace like you uh, their own lives uh, you know with all the ability or disabilities they might have mm-hmm. yeah so i think um the realization of to be honest everyone has a disability everyone has something that they lack um everyone somebody walks slow somebody pigeon toe somebody got a um somebody has a um uh, a shorter ear than other. I mean, everyone has something that, that they lack or that they deal with um, that alters the, the, average, the average person, right? So um, just with me, you can see my, but someone could be dealing with depression. That's a disability because that's a lack. I can't see it, but that don't mean that you don't deal with it. You know what I'm saying? So um, with that realization, um, it puts everybody on the same playing field. Um, and there, there is no comparison because my, my thing is if, if you deal with something that I can't, I probably can't manage then you can't look at me any different with what I'm dealing with, because you probably can't manage it either. You just can see mine. That that's the only difference I'm putting my, I'm putting all my stuff out there. Right. Um, so, so there is really nothing that, um, like for me, for me as an example, there's really nothing that nobody can like say about me negatively, um, talk about me in a connotation way, because I already know, I, I know me. So you can't tell me any more, any more or less about me than, than me, because you've never dealt in, in my shoes, you don't even, so most of the time you don't even know my name. Mm. So you're just going off of what you see, um, but that's not really who I am. And I think the, the biggest thing I would have to say as far as the mindset, um, it's the confidence of, of who you are. You have to be so confident to where can nobody change your, can nobody change what you think about yourself? Like, can nobody tell me I'm not dope? Like, can nobody tell me I'm not dope? Because one, I've been through so much and I'm still here. So can't nobody take that away. That's how you know I'm dope. Absolutely. And and it's, it's that mindset to where everything you've dealt with you're still here. So if you always remember that part, there's always a but, I'm still here. You can always say that after. I've been through, don't, 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 but I'm still here though. But did you die? That, that's, that, um, that, that's a new saying that's going around, but did you die? But did you die? I don't care what you said before that, but did you die? No, 
So obviously there is a purpose for you here. You gotta be super dope to deal with all that stuff that you dealt with even five minutes ago and you still here. You you dope just, just by default because you alive. Absolutely, I, I, I totally love that. And um, I, I like the concept of uh, this uh, very strong uh, sense of confidence um, that you need to build, um, you know, to, to go forward. And it's, yeah. uh, it's a way of relying on yourself also yeah. from that perspective, that point of view, instead of uh, searching and seeking uh, external validation. Because one of the um, issues that I, I see sometimes, um, you know, uh, it's very often on TV, on social media, uh, yeah. people around, is really to, to look for that validation that other people can, uh, can give you. But that's uh, obviously not the real confidence, right? Right. Because people can switch up on you at any given time. Um, and... The, the, another thing that I've learned is people are going to treat you how you treat yourself. So if you're walking, if you're walking in a room, let's just say you're walking in a room with random people and, um, okay, I'll speak for myself because I can only share my examples. So I have a walker, right? I'm, I'm 33 and I use a walker. So the average person is like, uh, what? You have a you have a walker? Yes, I have a walker. My walker is decorated. It got tape, flowers, all that, right? So when I walk in a room, I'm confident to walk in a room with a walker and have you look at me like I wish you can look at me like I'm crazy because I know I'm I know I'm dope. Like I know that yes, I do have a walker, yes, I'm young, but I'm that confident to walk in a room with not just a typical walker, a walker that's blinged out and still smile, be like, hey y'all, good morning, how y'all doing? To the person that don't have no issues that I see. Mm. I, and we I, walk in the store together. Yeah, I love it, I love it. I suppose that the decorated walker is uh, uh, by uh, walking by design, right? It is walking <laughs> Fantastic. You, you are, That's how you, I started. You are that's your like Dyson. <laughs> yeah. That, well, that, that was literally how I started my walking by design business because I always decorated my walker. Um, I, couldn't, I can't stand no plain silver metal walker. So I've always decorated my walker and I kept getting stopped for it. Um, and I was like, hmm, people are interested in it, so let me make it into a business. So I started it from me. Wow, that's, that's such a, an, an inspiring, an inspiring uh, initiative. Um, you mentioned before that when you started uh, with Cameo, uh, well, um, I can't remember if it was Cameo, but it, you, you mentioned that uh, it was during summer um, you had to go to, uh, to the hospital and and you were happy because there was no school. And it made me think, how was the relationship with other, other children uh, afterwards? Because children can be very supportive, can be lovely, but sometimes also uh, very blunt and uh, <laughs> with no filters. And uh, 
they, they don't appreciate. So as a, a child and then a teenager, how was growing up with other children, other teenagers? You know, um, I am very grateful to say that I never had issues with um, like the bullying, like the, the children saying, you know, little, little negative things. I've never had, um, I've never had an issue with that. Like I've always had, you know, friends during um, middle school, high school, elementary school that I still talk to today. Um, and during those times were the prime times that I was going through, you know, my issues. And when I turned 16, um, there was a, the first semester of high school, I couldn't even go because I just had surgery. So I ended up going to school the second semester, so I didn't know nobody. Um, so even with that, like, I didn't really deal with um, the issues of people, of kids talking about me or saying anything negative. But I think that goes back to the mindset of the confidence. Right. Absolutely. Because I was, I was in, I was a freshman in high school. Let me tell you how embarrassing this story is, guys. I was a freshman in high school, and I had to go to school with a neck brace and a roller backpack. And back then, roller backpacks was not cool. And I was a freshman, so I didn't know anybody at that school. And I had to go to school with, because I just had surgery, so I had staples and stitches on the back of my neck. So I had to be like super careful. How embarrassing is that? But because I walked in with so much confidence, you can't talk about me. I don't care what I look like. You, you, can't, you can't say anything you know, negative that, that, that would hurt my feelings because of the, the, the confident mindset that I had. So it goes back to the mindset. Absolutely, uh, I, I love it. So growing up, what was the advice or the lesson uh, that has affected me, you the most? Probably, I'll probably have to say um, what you deal with is not for you. So don't take it personal. Um, I always thought like, man, why am I going through so much stuff? Like what, why me? Like, can I just, I'm the only one out of all my siblings, all my cousins that has had surgery, that has grown up um, the only child. Like I was the only one that couldn't, couldn't be outside for a long time because I had severe asthma. I couldn't do sports, you know, just, just the, the normal stuff that everyone was able to do. Um, I had a normal life in my in my range, but the normal stuff that that my cousins and people that I was around was able to do, I couldn't do. I was like, dang, like why me, right? So, um, my mom, my mom, you know, always will remind me. There's a reason why, and when you get older, you'll find that out. This is not about you, so don't take it personal like why me and not them look at it as 
God gave you, God, God knew how strong you were going to be. So that's why he gave this to you. And when you get older, you'll benefit from the things that you dealt with because you will be able to share your story and help people out. Help people out and help people come out of their situations. And I was like, okay, thank you, but I, I ain't listening. Like, I'm 12. What are you talking about? <laughs> but now that I'm older, I'm realizing what she's talking about because with me writing my books, with me just, you know, sharing with you, um, just talking, um, I'm able to help people through my personal experiences to show people um, a vivid and a live example of how someone can deal with so many things, but yet still smile and still have confidence. Wow, uh, this is so inspiring. Um, I mean, the, uh, the, the level, the, the depth of uh, this, this message is, is so, uh, is huge, is absolutely uh, huge. Um, so that was the biggest lesson. And uh, what was the, uh, the moment when, you know, that affected you the most? Or perhaps the moment where you said, oh, there was a, a moment where you said, uh, you know, I'm tired of this. I, I just want to have a normal life like any other child, any, any other teenager. Did you have this? Oh, yeah. Moment? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I will probably have to say during chemo because um, at that point I was 22. So I was like, that's the prime. After you turn 21, you're like, oh, you grown. You can do whatever you want to. You driving, you living by yourself, all that stuff, right? So it was like right after I got comfortable in me being okay because I didn't, I wasn't dealing with anything from 16 up until 22. So I was, I was good, kosher. Um, and then when I hit that 22, right when I got comfortable and I hit that 22, and it was just like everything that I have um, been, been waiting to do, it's just like, yes, I, we're going to take all that back. And I was like, dang, bro, like, what the, I can't, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I just can't. I can't enjoy anything. I can't even know what it feels like to have fun. Um, so it was definitely during my chemo um, that I felt like, all right, I'm, I'm about tapped out. And then I did it for six years. Wow. So I'm like, I didn't know when I was going to end. I didn't know. Um, so I was just like, man, my, my life is about to be just doctor's appointments and getting shot up and going to sleep. That's it. Wow. It must have been really, really difficult and, uh, for such a long period of time as well. Um, but you know, you, you came through, uh, possibly even stronger, uh, than, than you were before, before starting. And, uh, I mean, I, I keep looking at your, your smile uh, because, I mean, it, it really brights the, the room. So. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. So that, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, Dominique, listen, 
imagine you had uh, yourself, your younger version of yourself, or um, a child, um, you know, that is going through a, a difficult time, uh, perhaps with some of the experiences that you that you had. What would you say to that child? Man, I would probably tell them there is absolutely nothing. No, that's what I would tell them. If you have a purpose, as long as you have a dream, a purpose, and a vision to live for, there is nothing that can stop you until that comes to pass. There's nothing. I always had um, a dream to live for. So because I always had that, whatever, whatever I was dealing with at the moment or whatever would come, that didn't stop me because my focus was still like, no, I want to see Oprah though. I want to, I want to travel the world. So this little stuff that I'm dealing with, okay, yeah, chemo, yeah, okay, whatever. But I gotta go see Oprah. I'm, I'm still about to see Oprah. I don't care if they gotta fly me in this chemo bed. I don't care. I want to see Oprah. I want to travel the world. So it's, it's that. If you have a dream, if you have a purpose, um. As long as you focus on that, there's really nothing that could that can hinder you, whatever you're doing with. That's a, a absolutely fantastic. Is uh, uh, just find your purpose in life, uh, find your vision, find find your dream, and that go ahead no matter what. Right? Yes, <laughs> absolutely love it. And actually, um, I was going to ask you uh, if there is someone listening. Uh, that has had um, a disability, for example, coming later in life. Um, so that means uh, they know, let's call it normal life, mm -hmm. and they go to some point where uh, they had some problems, so they had to uh, review completely the way they, they live their lives. And mm -hmm. obviously that is not easy. There is a transition period. Um, so that advice would work perhaps for them as well, but, uh, is there, oh, yeah, a, is there anything else that you would tell them? Yeah, I, I'd probably say, um, you know, again, there's, there's always purpose for what you deal with and, um, you never know what lesson, anything you go through. You never know what lesson can come out of it. You never know um, who you can impact along the way. So although you live, you know, a, a normalized quote unquote life and then things have changed, um, you can be able to, to share with people that, you know, even though I, I was okay, I lived a great life, I'm still able to, to be thankful because I was able to live that life. Um, there was a time where I was okay. And even during this moment of transition, there's still a purpose. Cause you never know, let's say um, someone's dealing with cancer um, and they dealt with it when they turned 40. Um, you just never know who when they do their treatments, you never know who they can run into and can talk to, can uplift um, there. And that could just change their life. 
totally. Just because then. Wow. This is such a, a message of hope and a, a positive, uh, positive message. Uh, how do you keep like this? Me, me now? Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's so inspiring. I keep saying that, but uh, it, it's very easy for people, and I'm the first in, in line, to uh, fall into self-pity, uh, sadness, mm -hmm. uh, negative self-talks, and perhaps yeah, yeah. In, uh, in your book, and talking about your book as well. Um, <laughs> while you seem so really so strong and so how do you keep like this i'm gonna tell you honestly um i do have my down days um i i definitely do but i don't stay there and it's two things that that keep me um going back on that on that positive train one um i love affirmations i'm a i'm a word person so i love uh, words and, and uh, sentences and affirmations and confidence, like, I love that. Um, two, um, Jesus, like, I am um, really nothing without him. And I know that I wouldn't be able to deal with anything if he wasn't with me. So the reminder that I'm dealing with something and then God is always with me. Um, it's always a going back to man, Dominique, like you're dope because he's with you. You're dealing with something so detrimental. He's still with you, but he's allowing you to live through it. Um, yeah, so, so Christ, <laughs> Jesus Christ in affirmation. Wow. And, uh, then do you have also, because you mentioned this affirmation, do you have uh, uh, a daily routine that you, you practice, uh, you know, to... Yes. Okay. So every day um, there is a scripture that I say every day. And um, this can be for, for anybody that's dealing with anything. Um, it is Psalms 150.33. And it says... Um, shoot, let me say, oh, it says, I am confident in my struggles because I know there is purpose beyond my situation. So being confident and being content um, in what you deal with is okay because you still know that you have purpose after that. So that's where it went to um, when I said earlier, like as long as you keep that purpose, it doesn't matter what you deal with because you have, you have, that, you have that purpose. So whatever I'm going through, I'm still going to be content because I know your promise preserves my life. I absolutely love it. Um Dominic, listen, when we talk about disabilities, um, sometimes there are people that might still have a little bit of stigma around it and uh, uh, do some sort of uh, self-talk uh, mm -hmm. in a negative way. Um, how can we uh, convey the message and open them to the possibility that 
uh, a disability, whatever that is, doesn't define the person behind it. Yeah, I think, um, I'm not gonna say it's, it's an overnight thing. Um, it's literally a daily process. Um, you have to want to be. And I say that because there are days that, you know, I do have my, my low moments and I wanna tap out, but I want to, um, I want to have the mindset of keep going. I want to have the mindset to know that I'm still able to, you know, do things. Um, so I would have to say one, you, you definitely have to want it and um, protect your space, if that makes sense. Meaning um, be very, be very um, selfish with the people that are around you, the people that you conversate with, um, even what you listen to, because all that can go in your spirit, everything. When conversations, um, music, um, just movies, it, it don't matter. And anything can, can throw off your uh, quote unquote vibe, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm extremely careful with the people that I'm around. Um, everyone that I'm around, you gotta stay positive. And if, if you're not, it's nothing personal, but I can't be attached to that too close. M music, I can't listen to every type of music because that gets within me and I'm gonna start thinking about the lyrics. Even in the middle of the night, I'm gonna start thinking about that. And it's gonna get in my, it's gonna get in my psyche and I'm gonna start um, not only remembering them, but believing them. So protect, protect your space. Be, be very careful. I, I, I love that uh, advice. And uh, actually now that you, that you mentioned, uh, I went through uh, a burnout, I, I suffered of depression. And I remember at some point, uh, I actually had to raise boundaries uh, with mm -hmm. my mom and say, if you are not happy today, don't call me. If you yes. are, if, if you are uh, in need of complaining, don't call me. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you are happy, then I'm here. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk. Yeah. Let's laugh together. Uh, because it was so difficult for me to keep up um, positive, to stay positive at, at that time. Uh, I was going through depression. And uh, obviously, uh, she, she was feeling uh, that. And uh, mm -hmm. um, it, it wasn't something that she uh, was, uh, um, you know, that she experienced before. So she wasn't prepared as much as I was. Right. Right. Um, so it, it was very tough on her, uh, but at the same time, it was even tougher on me being depressed mm -hmm. and at the same time having my mother complaining over the phone. So at some point, right. I, I just had to say, you know, if you don't feel like being positive with me, please don't call at all, you know. Yeah. Or just call, say, hi, I'm okay. Yeah, <laughs> so that's it. And that's it. Um, so I, I totally understand that. I, I totally uh, resonate uh, with that as well, which is a, a fantastic uh, advice to anybody who is going through a difficult time. Uh, protect yourself and uh, your space and your thoughts and, uh, um, mm -hmm. and, and your life from anything that doesn't really serve you. So uh, right. I, I totally love that. 
Um, Dominique, you know, this, is, uh, uh, this podcast is called Forgiven Tribe, and I always uh, come to that question uh, about forgiveness. Um, perhaps because I need uh, stay convincing, uh, even yeah. though I created this, uh, this podcast. Yeah, yeah. The idea for me was uh, that I could use forgiveness or self-forgiveness um, basically to overcome challenges in life uh, mm -hmm. and, or, or challenge uh, when you feel stuck. There is always something that you need to, to forgive and therefore uh, that allows you to, to thrive. Uh, do you agree with that? And, uh, oh, yeah, how, definitely. How was forgiveness or self-forgiveness uh, uh, with you in your journey? Yeah, so so definitely self-forgiveness is um is so key because a lot of people don't realize how um how hard people can be on yourself. Um and that plays a lot on your body too physically. Um people don't know that, but it really does. So I would definitely have to say in in my um in my life, the self-forgiveness was very key because I felt like I was an issue. Felt like what I was going through was because I wasn't good enough or I wasn't worthy enough or um, just just the, the negative connotation of like, you, you, you the problem. Um, and that totally wasn't it. Um, so I definitely had to forgive myself for even having those thoughts um, because at the end of the day, I am beautifully and wonderfully made, right? So that goes with everything, anything I deal with, from, from how I look to how I think. So with that, with that, with that, with knowing that, um, anything outside of that is my own will, is my own mindset. So I had to forgive myself for thinking anything negative than what I already know. I already know I'm beautiful and wonderful made. So anything, anything contrary is, is not me. Um, so I definitely had to forgive myself for, for that mindset. Um, and once I did, anything that, anything or anyone that came in contact with me or that I had to deal with, um, it was lightweight because I know, although I'm going through something so detrimental, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, even, even with that. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Um, can we talk a little about these uh, two books? Uh, you published two books. The first is uh, Hashtag Damage But Not Dead which is yeah. uh, such a strange title, but <laughs> at the same time, so positive. Uh, it, it goes back to uh, what you were saying before. Uh, yes, I had all this, but I'm not there. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, I, I love it. And the other is self-talk, uh, you know, and uh, we do a lot of self-talk uh, when we are in a, in a not uh, great place. So can right. you uh, about these two books a little yeah, okay, so um, my first book, Damage When I Did, like I said earlier, um, it took me about seven years to, to start it. My grandfather, um, before he passed, he told me to write it, write about my life. And I was like, mm, I'll pass. Um, 
and yeah, it took me about seven years to actually write like the first sentence. Um, and with with my very first book, um, it's like it's like my baby, right? <laughs> because um, it's about my life, but um, it's about my life from my view. And this book was the very first time that I showed any emotion about what I dealt with. Um, I never really went in depth to how I felt going through it. I just went through it. Um, it was almost like a checkoff list. And so when anybody would ask me, you know, in conversation, I'd be like, oh, it was cool. Like, it was cool. Um, and I'll kind of get offended because I'm like, why are you asking me? You know, are you okay? Like, are you okay? Did you have a good day? Because I did. Like, why are you asking me? And it, it, it didn't have anything to do with that. It was, you went through something crazy. Like, I just want to make sure you're okay. That is, it was really simple. Um, so with the first book, it is um, a intimate, realistic story of my life from my view. And I love it because it's not a... Uh, it's not grammar correct, if that makes sense. Um, it's not like in yesterday and on July 1st. No, it's literally the way I'm talking right now. <laughs> like you'll be able to hear my voice um, in the book because it, it's how I talk, it's, it's my view. So I want to make it as realistic and as authentic as possible. So it's like, look bro, okay. Cause yesterday I'm about tired of this. Like that's, that's how the book is. Um, so yeah. Damaged but not dead is um it's me. Like I do have my limitations. I do have, you know, my struggles. I do have a walker. I do have muscle weakness, but I'm still here. Like I'm not dead. I may be a little a little crap, but I'm like I'm still rolling, you know? <laughs> so it that's my that's my first book. Um my second book is called Self Talk, but you can eavesdrop too. And um that title came from when I was doing chemo. Um, and the book is about a hundred, about a hundred quotes and um, quotes, confirmations, affirmations that I kind of came up with during my chemo um, journey. And the, the quotes are um, things that help me push me, keep my mindset right. Um, like I said earlier, I love affirmation. I love quotes um, and I love like words and sayings. And um, the beautiful thing is, although I went with something, I, I've dealt with something medically, um, the book is not quote on the medical world. It's, it's universal. So anyone that's dealing with anything can, um, can use um, from it. Because it's through trials, it's, it's through it's through hurt, it's through pain, um, it's it's through that that the the quotes came, and that's universal. Everybody has dealt with something, um, yeah. So it's it's definitely um, that, that's like my my number two child, <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's about um, affirmation quotes that will help someone else as well as help me. Wow, that, that's incredible. So you, you have 
uh, a lot of things uh, going on in your life. Uh, I know. <laughs> I, I, I cannot imagine where you find uh, enough time to, to follow all these uh, uh, activities. Um, so uh, the, the next question is a little bit uh, provocation. Uh, do you have something else in your pipeline? <laughs> what are you working on now? Yeah, okay, and yeah, so there I do. I can, I, I can see your brain working and coming out with a with, with lots of answers. Right now, I am uh, I'm writing my third book, so that's like in the works right now. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm in the process of writing my third book. Um, and my books are. I don't, I do, I do realistic books. So my books are about me. I don't know how to really write like fiction. Um, so it's like my personal journeys and that takes some time. So um, yeah, writing about, writing about my life, uh, being a pastor's kid. Sorry about my life being a pastor's kid, but um both my dads are pastors. So I'm like a, a PK times two. I, my, my biological dad's a pastor and my stepdad's a pastor right. um, in two different denominations. So what does that look like for me? Um, yes, yeah, so it's, it's, from, it's from my experience of being a PK times two. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that, that's quite extraordinary, I, I think, as uh, as an experience uh, to have two pastors, uh, uh, in, you know, in the family. Um, right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So uh, do you have already a title for this third book? I do. It's called When I Say Unto One. Okay. And uh, when is uh, going to be available? Uh, do you have already an idea? I really do not know. Okay. I really do not know. It means I'm that like, have to come back uh, when that's yes. <laughs> my goal is to my my goal is to finish it by the end of this year. That's okay. my goal, but that means that I gotta start writing. <laughs> that that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, um, Dominic, if people want to get in touch with you, uh, what would be the best way uh, to? Yeah, so my um my Instagram is author underscore with earmuffs. Um, I wear earmuffs all the time. I don't have more now because it's hot, but I wear earmuffs all the time. Um, so it just kind of that that name just kind of stuck with me from everybody. <laughs> um, so author underscore with earmuffs. That is my book page, or you can follow me on my personal page. Smile with sneakers. Um, I'm always smiling and I always have sneakers on. So, um, yes, yeah, smile with sneakers. Um, you can also, those two, I'm, I'm pretty much on a lot. Um, my Facebook page is Domo Jones, D-O-M-O-J-O-N-E-S. Um, yeah, I'm not that type of person that won't, um, won't connect and won't read. I'm, I'm friends with everybody. Yeah, I can confirm that. Uh, <laughs> and we will put all uh, the links and uh, uh, the social media uh, in the description of this episode. So 
uh, you can just check that and uh, click on them and uh, reach uh, Dominique. Um, before going, because I'm aware of the time, uh, what would be the one take-home message for the listeners today from our conversation? Well, probably have to say, um, one, protect your space and always remember that as long as you have a purpose, there's nothing that you deal with can stop um, you fulfilling that. Wow, that's a great, a great advice. Well, I hope that this episode has inspired anybody listening uh, on how disabilities don't define people who suffer for them and that anybody can thrive in life if they focus on doing what their disability doesn't prevent them uh, succeeding at. And uh, if you still have doubts, uh, I found a quote, you love quotes. Uh, this is from Stephen Hawkins, who once said, However difficult life may seem, there is always something that you can do and succeed at. Dominic, thank you very much for accepting our invitation, for sharing your life experience with, um, with us, your wisdom, and more importantly, your vitality with us. Thank you so much again. I love y'all. Y'all are dope. Everybody, all the listeners are dope. And you are too. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, we would love to know what you think about uh, this topic, if you have uh, any question. If you are going through challenges uh, yourself and uh, you still uh, don't know exactly how to turn your life around, uh, get in touch, let us know. Uh, we might ask uh, Dominique to come back again and uh, oh, share yeah. uh, more wisdom with us. Uh, don't good. forget... Don't forget to follow her. Uh, as I said before, I will put all the links in uh, this episode description. Uh, but as always, if you have been affected in any way by the topic we discussed today, I always invite you to seek professional help. Join me next time when we will continue exploring inspiring and challenging situations. Because remember, we are together in this journey. Remember, forgiveness is like a muscle. The more you practice, the stronger and more effective it becomes. If you haven't done it yet, you can subscribe by clicking the subscribe button below. If you know anybody who could benefit from the topics discussed in this show, do some good and share the link with them. If you have a story that you want to share with us, comments or suggestions on topics you would like to be explored, send me an email at forgiventrive.com at gmail.com. Reviews will also be very much appreciated. And with this, it's a wrap. Till next time, thank you and goodbye.